you want to look your best, forget about the rest and come to Lather and Fade. Whether you're looking for a clean, modern look or a throwback vintage style, you can find it all under one roof. Stretch out in a classic barber's chair while being treated to a precision haircut. To complete the experience, a hot towel treatment and a straight razor shave will have you feeling rejuvenated and confident. With convenient locations in South Bend, Granger, and Elkhart, you're just minutes away from looking your best. There's no time to waste. Visit their website at thelatherandfadeshop.com to schedule an appointment today. Lather and Fade, the gentleman's barbershop. Looking for a new career opportunity? Look no further than the Eden Barber Academy where you can learn all of the skills necessary to become one of the best in the business. Perfect your craft and become the new household name under the watchful eyes of licensed professionals. Jumpstart your new career by visiting EdenBarberAcademy.com. That's E-D-E-N BarberAcademy.com. The History of Notre Dame Football, Part 1, by Sean Buck. Read to you by Mike McClure. Welcome to Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman will enter his second season as the Dick Corbett head football coach at the University of Notre Dame. This 2023 season, our lads will take the field in hopes of bringing home a national championship back to the university and the fans who love it so dearly. But how did it all begin? To answer that question, we must go back to 1887, before a team had been formed in South Bend. At the time, Michigan was the dominant program in the Midwest, some say the country. In search of a nearby annual opponent, the Michigan team traveled to South Bend to teach the game of football to our lads in hope of establishing a warm-up game for their squad. The Wolverines won the inaugural contest by a score of 8-0 and would continue to dominate the Irish in years that followed, until 1909. In eight previous meetings, the Wolverines had beaten the Irish by a combined total of 121-10. to 10. In fact, the Irish only managed to score points in two previous matchups, both of which took place in 1888, having been shut out in all the other games. 1909 was different because Fielding Yost, the architect behind the Michigan point-a-minute teams from 1901 through 1905, would face off against a familiar face, a former Michigan player under Yost, by the name of Frank Shorty Longman, who was a member of that vaunted point-a-minute group. Longman took over as head coach of Notre Dame in 1909 and led our lads to the biggest win in the program's history at that time. It is also known as birthplace of the greatest game bestowed upon a team in the history of sports. During halftime of the game, Notre Dame personnel were overheard motivating their teammates, remarking, what's the matter with you guys? You're all Irish and you're not fighting worth a lick. When the smoke cleared at the end of the game, Notre Dame had beaten the mighty Wolverine machine by a score of 11-3. After the game, noted journalist E.A. Bachelor, who wrote for the Detroit Free Press, stated, 11 fighting Irishmen wrecked the Yost machine this afternoon. So profound was the win over Michigan that Fielding Yost protested Notre Dame's use of two players in attempt to derail the 1910 matchup between the two teams. When Yost was informed by Coach Longman that the two players in question would not be benched, Yost canceled the 1910 matchup and refused to schedule any further games against Notre Dame. In fact, Yost reached out to other members of the Western Conference, who now comprise the Big Ten Conference, and convinced the members to refuse Notre Dame entry into the conference. Yost was also instrumental in suggesting Midwest teams boycott playing Notre Dame altogether. 
This resulted in the Irish scheduling games against opponents on the West Coast and the East Coast to fill their schedule, which only fueled the flames of the rivalry between Yost and one future Notre Dame coach in particular. Following Longman's departure in 1910, Jack Marks led the Irish in 1911-1912, compiling a record of 13-0-2. Jess Harper took over from Marks and accrued a respectable record of 34-5-1 from 1913-1917. Then, a former Irish player turned coach took the helm and changed the football landscape forever. His name is Canute Rockney and he's known as the greatest football coach of all time. Rockney knew that in order to compete at a national level, he had to be successful in every aspect of the game, from recruiting to game planning, pre-game motivational speeches to the construction of the holy cathedral of all of college sports. Rockney was a pioneer. From the development of the forward pass, which was not created by Rockney, but rather perfected by him, to the fundraising to construct the brick-and-mortar palace of malice, that stands as a beacon of greatness where legends have trod and miracles come true, Canute Rockney was a larger-than-life icon. During his tenure as coach, Rockney posted a record of 105 wins, 12 losses, and 5 ties, winning three national championships in 1924, 1929, and 1930. Rockney's legends include George Gipp, the Four Horsemen, the Seven Mules, among others. The 1924 team included the infamous Four Horsemen, winning 10 games, including one against Army. The Irish marched into the Rose Bowl and dismantled Stanford by a final score of 27-10. In 1928, Rockney delivered one of the most memorable speeches of his coaching career. Facing an undefeated Army squad, the Irish went into halftime trailing on the scoreboard. It was then he recited the final words of George Gipp, asking the team to win just one for the Gipper. The team came out inspired and came back to win the game 12-6. Rockney led the Irish to back-to-back -back national championships in 1929 and 1930, with both teams going undefeated despite playing every game of the 1929 season on the road due to the construction of what would become the Camelot of college football. The artistry of innovation met with the dreams of the architect of modern football, and from his inspiration, the house that Rockney built was formed. Standing the test of time over the past 92 years, it remains a place that can't be adequately described by words alone. If you look somewhere between dreams and reality, in a nearly mythical place caught and held by the Lord's hand somewhere between heaven and earth, drifting among the saints and legends above, you'll find Notre Dame Stadium. Knut Rockney's time at Notre Dame was tragically cut short by a plane crash on March 31, 1931, bringing an end to part one of the storied past of the Fighting Irish. If you have occasion on a Saturday in October, get to campus early, long before the tailgaters and the guests, the returning alumni and everyone else. Go to the grotto and light a candle and spend some time in prayer. Walk among the autumnal masterpiece of colors, smells, and sights that will capture your mind as you feel your heartbeat racing with anticipation. Take in the incomparable picture of the Golden Dome as the beams of a late sunrise strike a gleaming facade, sending rays of brilliance in all directions seemingly touched by the hand of God. Soak in all the emotions as you walk near the statues of legends who have gone before and listen to the echoes chanting her golden name. Lads and lasses, welcome to Notre Dame.
The history of Notre Dame football has been brought to you by Lather and Fade, with three locations to serve you in Granger, South Bend, and Elkhart. Visit thelatherandfadeshop.com to set your appointment today. This has been a Leprechaun Connection production.